We are focusing on mindfulness. After all, it is the middle of the week and uh, we all tend to get a bit anxious and stressed and uh, worried. Uh, the week has only just had three days in and we still have a couple of days to go. The month is about to end. Stress levels are high. So we're talking stress reduction and uh, how we can possibly turn off the response to stress when we are faced by it. Our guest in our Mindful Wednesdays this evening is Anneke Kirsten, who is a psychologist and a mindfulness practitioner. Anneke, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hi, good evening, Patricia. Great to be here. I'm glad you have joined us because, mm. wow, stress is something that we, mm. we talk about so lightly. It takes me back mm. to um, a lesson I had in biology back in mm. the day. And I remember mm. the teacher saying, stress is a natural human you know, uh, feeling, response. even a response, mm. yeah, and even children feel stressed. Mm. But mm. It, when you're an adult and you say stress, it sounds like such a huge mountain to overcome. No, for sure, for sure. But I think, Patricia, what's really important as well to, to keep in mind, um, and especially in, in, in society that we're living in these days, is that there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of trauma um, in the culture that we live in, in the society that we live in. Um, and it's very important to look at that, because really that, that sits at the base of a lot of our stress response. So to see stress in isolation sometimes, um, you know, you can actually be missing where it, it really comes from. So I think it's really important to address the issue of trauma. Um, firstly and foremostly, and if we look at mindfulness, um, let's say also looking at, um, you know, the practice of mindfulness that can sometimes bring up these kind of traumatic responses, traumatic things that happened in our childhood. Um, so if you give me other opportunity, I would really like to look at that and then move into, into how, um, mindfulness can really help that, um, help with the stress response and, and mm. help with, um, us dealing with our trauma. Well, let, let's talk about trauma because uh, some mm. trauma comes from childhood and it's mm. never addressed. And uh, it mm. and then as you grow older, you experience more traumatic mm. experiences mm. and it builds up. So how do you address trauma? Okay, well, firstly, let's look at trauma, okay? Because a lot of people think that trauma is something that, that happened to you. It's not something that happened to you. It is an event that happened and a trauma happens inside of us. So it's the way that we perceive what happened to us. And oftentimes we think that it's something big, you know, for, for instance, sexual abuse or physical abuse, but it, it doesn't have to be. It can be just the fact that you lived in a household where your emotions weren't acknowledged and you were alone and for some reason you had to move inwards and, and deal with, you know, with your own emotions. So, and, and that could be really, really traumatizing for you. So there's three things that aspects of trauma, all right? The one is you fundamentally disconnect with yourself. And possibly you can just feel into that and what it feels like. I think a lot of what we see in society these days, and especially with leaders, <laughs> is that they're very disconnected with who they really are. Mm. And they've moved into their egos, and, and they've really forgotten the essence of who they are. So a lot of us become disconnected with who we really are. Our gut response, that, that essence of who we are. That's the number one thing. The number two thing is that we become very constricted and restricted in the way that we that we are in life, our 
response, so there's no response flexibility. It becomes very rigid. Our response becomes very narrowed. And then the third thing, this is where the mindfulness comes in, the third thing is it makes it very hard for a person that's traumatized to be in the present moment. And we can see that, and we see that in society these days. Always trying to get away from the present moment. It's very hard to sit in the present moment because what happens then? We have to face ourselves. We have mm. to sit with our feelings. And this is the beauty of where mindfulness comes in. And if it is properly guided and helped in a therapeutic session, setting or with an instructor, is making you realize that your thoughts and your feelings aren't you. Right? That there is this observer within that can see thoughts and feelings and that they come and go, but it's, but it's not you. All right. I think that is the most um, precious thing that, and most important, significant thing that mindfulness can bring us. Also, with the mindfulness practice, and, and if you become quite um, versed in mindfulness, you also become aware of there, there is a real connection with who you are intrinsically, who that real, you know, the inner child, that person that sits with incredible potential and capacity for, for doing amazing things in life, that person, you become much more connected with your inner self, right? And then, thirdly, you become less constricted in your response. So there's more response flexibility. Because with a mindfulness practice, you are now able to have a moment before you go into an automatic reaction. There is a moment where you can decide, okay, let me access my wise mind here. How am I going to respond in this situation? What is the best action to take in this situation? So it gives you that moment of actually just taking a breath before you, you move into an automatic response, which can be very destructive. So that's a very, very short version of, of how trauma um, plays out and how mindfulness can help with that and also help them with the stress response. How do we get to that point where we are able to still ourselves in the midst of a crisis or an event that is potentially mm. stressful? How do we train mm. our minds to still ourselves and then say, okay, I can't respond mm. this way because it won't benefit me or the situation. I should rather respond in this way. That is and devoid of stress. Yes, Patricia, and it's so beautiful because in your question, you almost already gave the answer. Because mindfulness at its essence is training. It's training the brain. It's practice. So like you go to gym to train your muscles. This is you retraining your brain. And it has been shown that with a mindfulness practice of near 10, 15 minutes in the morning, you are thickening the, um, the gray matter in your brain that has to do with... Um, Memory, learning, compassion, perspective taking, um, and the area of your brain that's got to do with the stress, anxiety, and the fight and flight response, the amygdala, the gray matter density gets significantly smaller. 
So you are actually changing the neurology, right, of your brain. So by sitting every morning, well, I, I do it in the morning, for 10, 15 minutes, there are so many beautiful apps out there. I've got an app of my own as well, which you can access on my website. But if you sit in the morning, you, you immediately train your brain to help you during the day. So your brain gets trained. So in the day, when, when a stressful situation hits, there's a, an ability to then take a pause, take a breath, and go, okay, right, let me just take a moment here. As I said, access your wise mind. How am I going to respond in this situation? So it really is about practice, and it's about training the brain. Practice and training the brain. A-teamers, how are you responding to stress? How are you helping yourself reduce stress? Mm. Um, Perhaps you're feeling stressed right now as an A-teamer. Ask your questions Mm. on how to eliminate those feelings and learn how to work around those feelings and those responses mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. 11 or you can WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. Now, Aneka, you, 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 mm. you, you can understand and also appreciate the fact that there's so much mm-hmm. happening internally and externally, yeah. globally yeah. and locally mm. for all yeah. of us, right? Mm. And my question then would be, mm. If every morning I, I, I can apportion time mm. to be able to, uh, mm. you know, be mindful, go on an app, like you mm. say, you've got an app, mm. go on an app, uh, be mindful, mm. chew myself mm. in uh, or meditate or take that walk, whatever it is. And I do it. Mm. But mm. I, I'm still struggling to cope with mm. trauma. I'm still struggling to cope with mm. stress and reducing it. Mm. What should I do? No, that's a very good question. And I can speak from personal experience here. And it's very, very important to say that if you've got a meditation app and you think that this is going to be a panacea, right, for dealing all of your issues and all of a sudden working through all your issues, and no, 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 okay? What meditation does is it centers us to be more present in the moment. But what it also does is it makes us aware of inner wounds that are lying there. So if the need is there, that you need to go and see someone professionally and go for therapy, that is what I would suggest. And I would not even just suggest it, I would recommend it. It is highly underrated to go and see someone. And I think in this day and age, if you can it and you can afford it, is to go and see someone and get support. Because the thing is, if if you think that you need to fix your own brain or that you somehow um, find the answers yourself, uh, as human beings, we're just not wired that way. We need help. We need support. Reach out. Talk to someone. talk talk, Talk to a professional person. If you can't afford it, talk to a friend, but reach out. Do not Do not try to do this all by yourself. So, so I think it's very important to make the distinction that mindfulness here is, is not a panacea, as I said. It's, it's not going to solve all problems. Um, for that, there is, for inner work to happen, we do need support and we do need help. Does that make sense? 
Absolute sense. Absolute sense. Mm. Uh, but does that mm. help always come with uh, medication? Or is it help that is just about seeing and sitting down with a psychologist? Or can stress lead to a point where one must now take something to help them cope? Well, that is a, a debate, an ongoing debate. And if you had to take the middle route, um, I would say, and I think that's the safest to say, is that research has shown that psychotherapy in a combination with um, psychiatric drugs um, medication is the best choice if you are if you are you know dealing with serious mental illness um, I think uh, we need to raise awareness to the fact that a lot of people out there are struggling and if you're struggling to reach out because there is help um, some people don't need to go the route of psychiatric drugs um, and they just go for therapy and others decide oh, they don't want to do therapy and they only get medication. Um, this can be a very, very long debate, and we can get really, um, you know, philosophical about this. Um, but the middle route is a combination of both have shown to have the best um, results. But we find that there's these over-the-counter medications that say they help you cope with stress, uh, anxiety, and so on, drops and mm. tablets. Do these work w if they're not in conjunction with um, a consultation with a doctor who has assessed you or a psychologist that has assessed you? Sure. I'm not to speak out of turn here, and um, I have to be very careful what I'm going to say here, but there are so many things out there on the market that um, postulates and um, promotes that it is going to be some wonder cure. And I really 100% doubt whether that is the case. Um, I can also talk from personal experience um, myself, but also in seeing my clients, is that mostly if there are inner wounds and there is trauma that you have to deal with, Certainly taking an over-counter med it is not going to be the answer for that, no. Mm. You know, it's, 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 um, it's a very brave route to go and look inwards and to go and see someone and actually deal with things. But if you don't, somehow it has a way of coming to in other, other areas of your life, whether it is physical illness, or as I said, serious mental illness where you then go into need medication. Um, so I cannot, I cannot re recommend enough to go and see someone for therapy and talk things through and go for talk therapy. Or somatic therapy, there are so many different types of therapies out there. But to just simply take it over the counter med, um, definitely not going to be a panacea. Mm. Not going to solve your problems now. Mm. A-teamers, there you have it. So not every over-the-counter medication is going to help you deal or cope mm. with that stress. When a person has reached a point and they can't even sleep, they can't function because of stress, yeah. and they want to reduce it, perhaps give us some steps, uh, Aneka, that one should be taking um, on a daily basis to help them reduce stress. Well, okay, so let's kind of reverse on what we said, okay? So to start the morning, okay, so let's, what do, we, what do you do 
Take me ask you. Can I ask you? Go ahead. When you wake up in the morning, what is the first thing you do? Because most people, the very first thing they do is they reach for their phone. That's a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no for me. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so for me, my mornings are rushed. My mornings are rushed yes. uh, with kids yes. and school and mm-hmm. so on. And once that mm-hmm. is done, I come back and I take my snooze and then I wake up. Okay. So yeah. I think my mornings start a bit later than other people um, mm-hmm. due to work. But when my mornings start, I start off with stretching. <laughs> I need to stretch myself. And then yeah. I reflect. Mm-hmm. I reflect on the day that was and the day that's to come. And after my five, ten minute reflection, prayer. Then off to brush my teeth (laughs) and take a shower. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, I think, you know, there is a a beautiful example of of how to start a day. Um, And the reason why I say that is in this very fast-paced society that we live in, where there's no more, you know, boundary between work and and home. A lot of people, the last thing that they do is they put their laptop or their um, phone, you know, off at what two o'clock in the morning, and sure. it's six o'clock they pick it up again. And and there is there's no switching off. There's no quiet time. There's no like you say reflection time. So I think you know what, even if we just take five minutes in the morning when you wake up and you lie there, you feel into your body, you take a few deep breaths and you make a gratitude list of just three things that you're really grateful for. And perhaps set your intention for the for the day. What's important for you today? And as I said, it only needs to be five minutes to start off your day like that. And then Throughout the day, taking these mini breaks, where even if you're sitting at the desk, just feeling your feet on the floor, scanning through your body, taking a deep breath in and out, and, okay, what am I feeling right now? What's going on for me right now? We can become so disconnected from ourselves, and, and, and that's also where we go into automatic response and get more stress, more stress. We don't listen to ourselves. We need to connect every once in a while. So these don't have to be fundamental, massive, huge changes. It can be little things, but consistent things that you do every day. And then when you go and lie down again at night, you know, when you put that phone away or your laptop, take another five minutes, reflect on the day. What have you done well? What are you proud of? What are you grateful for? And, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but Mm. that is certainly a way to to go about it. Well, with those tips, I think uh, a lot of us will be able to help reduce the stress. But for those who would like to get onto your website and your app and Mm. be able to, uh, you know, practice Mm. mindfulness to reduce stress, Mm. how do Mm. they do so? Yes, so my website is www.topmind.com. And there you will find um, you know, just the outline of my services. I'm in private practice, but also do mindfulness training in organizations. And I have an app with short meditations that's doable and manageable. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us, Aneka. It's been such a Excellent. great pleasure. 
pleasure. I love talking to you. Thank you so much, Patricia.